a lot of them have a day like this in which people gather and they give thanks for like a good harvest. They give thanks for all of the good things that happen in their lives. Um, even the world recognizes uh, the positive aspects of being thankful. Okay? Psychologists say that is a scientifically proven fact that being thankful improves physical health, mental health, increases self-esteem, even improves our sleep, and many other positive benefits are attributed to being thankful, and having a, a thankful gratitude in their hearts. Um, and the Bible is very adamant about people of God being thankful. It's like, it's something that is very important to God, and you can see that it, in the Bible, um, the people of God, um, they, they carry this attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving. However, when we read the Bible, the type of gratitude that God, that, that uh, as God's people we're to have is very different from the thank yous that's found in the world, the thanksgiving that's found in the world. In general, people are thankful when good things happen to them. When someone get you know, when you get a gift, you're like, oh, thank you, you know. Like when uh, uh, someone does them a favor. When Tiffany, where's Tiffany? She ran away. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, when she had to move, and a bunch of people from church went to her apartment. You know, many of you guys, and they helped her move in like three hours. It was amazing. We were like a we were like a machine, right? Just very thankful, right? And then she bought us jajangmyeon as it's a sign of her gratitude, right? Uh, Ezra, Ethan, our kids, right? We taught them thank yous at a very young age. Like even when Ezra, like one of the first words that he could actually say was thank, thank you. But it was like thank you, right? It's like it's just it's just being able to say like, oh, I appreciate this, right? Um, but biblical thanksgiving is more than just a thank you. It's actually something that God created us for. Right? God created us for gratitude. We see it in creation in the Garden of Eden. Right? God creates for Adam and Eve paradise. Right? The Garden of Eden, everything and anything that they could ever want or imagine, God gives to them. Right? He gives them everything. They lack nothing. There's nothing that they need. God gives them perfection. Right? Imagine living in the Garden of Eden. Right? You don't even need clothes because you ain't got no shame. Right? If you want to eat, you got food here. You know, I, I imagine like you know they bacon grew on trees. I don't know. Like it was. It just it was perfection, right? It's, it's 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 like it's like the it's like the it's like like anything and everything that they wanted, God had prepared for them. They lacked nothing. There's nothing that they needed. But Satan comes and sows this into their heart. He sows ingratitude into their hearts, right? Satan was not content with what God gave him. He was not content in uh, in in the hierarchy of creation that he found himself in. Right? He's like, oh, like, why can't I be God? Right? And so you know, his pride and his ingratitude you know, caused him to fall from heaven. And so he, he falls because of his pride and ingratitude, and he sows this sin into Adam and Eve. He's like, hey, like, God isn't giving you everything that he's supposed to be giving you. God could be, like, there, he's hiding something. He's holding back something from you. Right? He's keeping something from you. And the fall of man came when... Man was not satisfied with what God gave him. That's exactly why the thought, like, like Satan goes up to him, and I always imagine Satan in this scene as the snake from Jungle Book, like, <laughs> like, I, like, it goes up to Eve, and he's like, ah, like, who, who, did he say that you cannot eat of this? You know, like, he's just saying, like, oh, like, did he really say he can't eat from this, right? Because if you eat from this tree, like, you're going to have, you know, knowledge and understanding, and you're going to be like God, right? 
which is something that God already made them to be, made them in their God in his image. But he lies to them with this, this, this seed of ingratitude. Like, hey, you're not getting everything that you're supposed to be getting from God. And that ingratitude is ingrained in every heart that does not know God. But we are created to be conduits of gratitude towards God. To be people who are grateful and thankful for being in relationship with God. And that leads me to my first point is that Thanksgiving is not a response. It is a relationship. You like that? Thanksgiving is not supposed to be just a response. It's supposed to be a relationship. It's so much deeper than just like, oh, I get this and now I'm going to give you this. Right? It's not a transactional thing. But Thanksgiving, true Thanksgiving, the biblical meaning of Thanksgiving is supposed to be relationship. It's not being thankful for, but it's being thankful to. We are to be thankful to our God, to have a position of our hearts that is continually looking to him with thanksgiving, with gratitude. Saying, God, you, you've given us everything. It's not a response to the things. It's not just a response to the things he has done. Yes, it's part of that, but it's so much more. We're thankful for his blessing, but it's so much more than just being thankful because he gave us this and being thankful because he's with us in these moments. Because we see this in the way that God tells us to be thankful. He says, be thankful in all circumstances. He says, be thankful in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So God's will for us isn't just to be like, you know, thankful once in a while, thankful when we give them something, but God's will for us is for us to be in relationship with him and have a, a continual life of thanksgiving that flows from our life. It's a position of our hearts towards the giver, not just the acknowledgement of good things. Because it's easy to give thanks when God gives, you know, when we're doing well. Right? When you, it's easy to give thanks when you get that job, when you get that promotion, when you ask that girl out and she says yes, or when that guy asks you out and you're like, yay, when you get pregnant, when you have a baby. It's easy to give thanks in these moments, but it's a whole other thing to be thankful when our circumstances are not going well. When we lose our job, when we don't get that promotion, when life is treating you unfairly, when people are treating you unfairly, when things are just not going your way, and God says that we are still to be thankful to our God in all circumstances. How? How can we do this? It's because thanksgiving that brings glory to God is not about giving things, but it's about the giver. It's being in relationship with the giver. It's a relationship. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them to be in relationship with him. Right? And everything that God did was to foster this relationship with him. Thanksgiving was always to be a permanent product of the relationship with God. And for us that are truly in a personal relationship with Jesus, the byproduct of that relationship is a heart of thanksgiving. It naturally comes. It's like this thing that comes and flows. It's a default position of our hearts when we encounter Jesus Christ. He's given us everything. He's conquered death for us. He has saved us from an eternity of hell and brought us into eternity, eternal relationship with him. He's given us everything. He's given us the promises. And he says in the, those promises are actually fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So he's actually given us everything. 
and anything that we can need from him. And so when we're in relationship with him, the default position of our hearts is being thankful, is having gratitude towards our God. But the sad truth is our hearts don't remain in this position, right? As a matter of fact, we not only go from thanksgiving to not being thankful, but we go from thanksgiving to grumbling. We go from thanksgiving to to complaining. And we see it with the Israelites. God frees them from a life of slavery, right? God does these amazing miracles, ten plagues. If we saw those ten plagues happen before our eyes right now, we would, like, flip out. If like one day like frogs start raiding from the sky, one day like the like the the the, the Suyong River turns into blood, like one day like you know like if we saw the ten plagues, we would be like, what if God is real, right? And then not only that, like like Pharaoh lets them go, and all of a sudden he changes his mind, he's like, oh I want him back, and then and then God like literally splits an ocean, right? The Red Sea was an ocean. It's not like like we have this lake. Lake Elsinore in California, you can, like, look at the other side, you know. You can actually swim to the other side. It's a man-made lake. That's not the Red Sea. The Red Sea, when you're standing at the edge of the Red Sea, you don't see the other side. Right? It's huge, right? It lo- looks like Kwangan River, right? Not Kwangan River. Kwang- the Kwangan Beach, right? Minus the bridge, right? That's what the, the Red Sea looks like. And then God splits it, right? I just imagine, like, fish all floating around on the ground as they're, like, walking by. And not only that, like, the enemies are all hot on their tail. And then when would they get in? Like, he closes the ocean and he destroys their enemies for them. And then literally weeks after this, they start complaining. Why? How? Is is it because they have a bad memory? Is it because they forgot about the amazing things? that they? I don't think so. I don't think that... I don't think that the Israelites forgot about all of the great things, amazing things that that God had done. I believe that grumbling and complaining wasn't because they they forgot. It was because they had unbelief. One of the biggest obstacles in our hearts that hinder us from being thankful is unbelief. We start questioning God's ability to satisfy us. Have you ever done that? When things start going wrong, you're like, God, God, I'm putting it in your hand, but I want to take it back, right? I feel like I can do better than this, right? We start to question his goodness. We start to, to question his abilities. And we start looking to the, to the people in the world that are prospering, right? All those worldly people, like, you know, getting good jobs. And, you know, these, and all of a sudden, we start to question God's power. We start to question God's abilities. We start to God, question God's character. Like, is he really for me? Does he really love me? And it leads us our hearts down this path of anxiety. We start worrying about our lives. We start walking down a path following our own understanding. And, and it leads us in, into the path to like self-sufficiency. Like I can do this on my own. And it's what happened to Adam and Eve. And it's what happened to the Israelites. And it's what happens to us. It's, it's this unbelief that creeps in. And it's usually based on our circumstances. When circumstances are good, it's easy to praise God. Hallelujah. We put our hands in the air when we praise God. We come to church. We're like, oh, you know, glory to God. But then as soon as our life starts going bad, all of a sudden, right, we start, that unbelief creeps in. That's what happened to the Israelites. They're like, oh, man, God freed us. And he split the ocean. What? There's no meat? What are you talking about? At least they had meat in Egypt, right? Like they start literally minute, days after they see these miracles, they start complaining, and it's because of their unbelief. 
We start looking into the world for what we think we need and what we think is right for us. And it sows the seed of ingratitude in our hearts. We start putting God on the shelf. Who's heard of the elf on the shelf? You guys know about the elf on the shelf. Well, we, we put God on the shelf. Jesus on the shelf. We put Jesus on the shelf. And we, we think what we, we, what we think is right, what we think is good for us, we start going down that path, and we only take God off the shelf when we need him, when things go wrong. Right? We start playing that game. Where we're like, we put him on the shelf. God, I'm going to put you right here. I love you, God. But, but you know, you're going to sit on the shelf, look nice for us, and I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to live the way that I feel like I can do. And then as soon as something goes wrong, we take God off the shelf. It's like, God, we need you. God, I need you. Help me. Protect me. Like, you know. And, and, but we will never be able to have a heart of thanksgiving towards God in all circumstances when we see God in this way. Because God said, you know what? I need to be your Lord. Jesus is Lord. He has to be Lord of our lives. Or else, you know, like, that gratitude doesn't flow from our hearts. We have to keep in mind that the center of all of this is relationship. God made us, he designed us to be in relationship with him. And that relationship is one where God gives us everything. He says, I'm going to give you everything. And we can't help but be thankful to him. Now, what do you think would have happened if Adam and Eve focused on their relationship with God instead of on their own needs and wants. What do you think would have happened if the Israelites truly saw themselves as people in relationship with God? Imagine if the Israelites came out of Egypt, saw these amazing miracles, and then said, God has partnered with us, and he's going to bless us, he's going to lead us, and, he, and we are, yes, let's go. Imagine what would have happened if they had that, that relationship aspect with their God instead of grumbling and complaining. Instead of focusing on what they felt that they needed. Matthew 6.25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor what your, what, about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is one of the most, like, you know, like that one verse that kind of takes away that anxiety in our lives, right? God brings us into a relationship where in a relationship where he's saying, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to take care of everything. He is our provision. He is our salvation. He is our protection. He is our security. And when we truly have this understanding as truth in our lives and in our hearts, and we're secure in who God is towards us, the natural position of our hearts becomes one of praise, worship, and thanksgiving. When we start saying, hey, 
God really is everything that he says he is and more. And what flows from that is a heart of praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Being thankful to God is not a procedure. It's not something that can be taught like we teach thank yous to Ethan. It's not, it's not something that we do as a response, but it's a relationship. And it's based on trust and faith. It's trusting God that he is who he says he is. It's trusting in his character, trusting in his goodness. And you can only trust when you are in relationship. Have you ever tried to trust somebody outside a relationship? It's impossible. I could, like, I, I feel like I could trust most of you guys with our kids. Not because, you know, like, we're bad parents or, you know, you guys are super teachers. I don't know. I just, because we know you. We have a relationship. I can trust Molly. I can trust Josh. I can trust Amanda. These are people that I've known for years. And so then in that relationship, I could trust them, right? Well, you can't, you can't have a relationship with God. Well, you can't have true trust in, in God unless you have a relationship. And you can't truly have that thanksgiving unless it comes from a place of faith. And it leads me to my next point, and it's thanksgiving is a product of faith. Luke 17, verse 13, uh, Jesus, it says, Jesus, Master, have, have mercy on us. These are the ten lepers. Says, when he saw that, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, we're not, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. He says, your faith has made you well. Jesus heals the ten lepers, but only one of them comes back to thank him, to thank God. And Jesus says that his faith has healed him. This thanksgiving is a product of faith. That's why thanksgiving is so powerful, because the true thanksgiving flows from a heart that has put their hope and trust and faith in God. Not just for the things that he has done, but for who he is, his promises, his goodness, his grace. When the lepers came back, when that one leper came back, it wasn't because he was healed, but he came back because he knew who Jesus was. Do you guys get that? Ten lepers go, they're healed. Only one of them realizes, this is the living God. This is God. I had, he's the son of God. And then he turned around and he goes back to Jesus and he falls at his feet and he gives them thanks. It wasn't because he was healed. He's like, oh, I don't have leprosy anymore. It's because he had encountered the son of God himself. And that faith is what he's saying is what healed, healed him. At the heart of gratitude is the knowledge that what we have is not due to our merits, but to God's grace. We are conscious of our complete dependence on him. And when we can have gratitude in our struggles, in our life challenges, in our trials, we have overcome them purely by changing our attitude. Because when we have gratitude in our hearts, when we have thanksgiving in our hearts, it's a shift in that attitude. And we go from worry and fear and anxiety to thanks, joy, and humility in our faith and reliance on God. That's what Thanksgiving does. That's how you can be thankful in all circumstances. Because when, when something bad happens, right, it's not like, oh, like, 
Fear doesn't grip us anymore. Because of faith, what, what, what comes to our heart is it was like dependence on God. God, we know that I know that you're, you're here for me. I know that even in this trial, even in this difficulty, you're here for me. And from that place comes true gratitude. And being thankful sets the atmosphere for God to move in your life. When your faith in Him pr- produces true gratitude towards Him, it sets the atmosphere for God to do what He wants to do in your life. Thanksgiving gives us the right perspective, the right attitude, and positions us in a way where we can receive God's will. And if you guys want to see God do crazy things in your life, if you want to see him do miracles, foster a heart of thanksgiving. It's simple. It's not very difficult. I've known people that, that God does amazing things in their lives. And I, 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 I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what, what's going on, man? And when you look at them, they're constantly being thankful. They're constantly being generous. They're constantly in this place of just like overflowing with gratitude for God. You know, it starts from that place of thanksgiving. Jesus had 5,000 people before him. They're hungry. And all, all that there is is a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. Really hot, right? A couple of, like the, all he has is a couple of fish. And what does he do? He gives thanks to the Father. Right? Have you ever thought about this? Right? In the natural, it's like having like, imagine we came to Thanksgiving dinner last night. There's about 30 of us in here. Right, 34 with kids, and all we have is four chicken McNuggets. And it's like me saying, thank you, God, for, for this bounty that you've given us. Right? Imagine, there's 5,000 people before him, and all they can scrounge up is a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. But then God's like, Jesus is like, he breaks the bread and he's like, thank you, God. And out of that Thanksgiving comes this miracle where 5,000 are fed, and there's baskets and baskets full of, of food left over. Imagine, it's like, it's like looking at, um, you have to pay a mortgage payment, and it's $1,200, and you look at your bank account, and it's $50, and you're like, thank you. That's hard to do, but it's in that place where the power of faith and the power of gratitude is released. Because Jesus gives thanks to the Father. Now, I'm not preaching that every time you need money, you give thanks to God, and he's going to give it to you, right? That's not what I'm preaching here, right? If you think that is, right, that's not, <laughs> What I'm talking about is the position of your heart. It's the position of your attitude. It's the position of your faith. It's the position of looking at the circumstances. Right? If you truly have gratitude, say you, you, you have to pay your tuition and you, you only have $10 and you owe them $1,200 and in that moment you give thanks to God, I guarantee you God's going to move in your life. God will, will break in and he will either change your heart or he will change your circumstances. But God will break in from that place of gratitude. Silas and Paul are in jail, and they're innocent, and they get locked up. Right? They get locked up in prison. And they're like, man, put them in jail. Put them in shackles. And the Bible says that that night they were praying and singing hymns to God. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Imagine like, like I, I, I don't like it when somebody accuses me of doing something wrong. Imagine if I get put into jail for doing something wrong and I didn't really do it, right? I would be, I would be angry, right? I, 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 I hate it when, like, Mina accuses me of something. I didn't do that. You know, like, how dare you, right? Like, 
it ain't even nothing that big, right? But imagine if somebody puts me in jail for, and I'm innocent, right? All right? And, and I'm sitting there at night, and I'm praising God. I'm singing hymns to him, and I'm giving him glory, right? And from that place, Paul and Silas, not only are they free, but then, like, the, the, the guard gets saved. Like, people in the prison see the, the, the saving power of Jesus, and amazing things happen in that moment where they're giving thanks, even in the worst of circumstances. That's where the power of God is released in our lives. Can you truly have thanksgivings in moments when it's hard to find what to be thankful for? Because it's in those moments where your faith and gratitude can open doors for God to move in your life. It's hard to do, right? And it's hard to mean it, right? It's hard to really mean it. Like, things go wrong, and you're like, oh, thank you, God. You know, like, like oh, I guess, you know, like. You get, but it's really, but it, it, I, I've told you from the beginning, it's a relationship. When you truly have that relationship with him, and you have that trust, and you have that faith, you're like, God, even in this, I trust you. I, I thank you that you are who you say you are. It opens the door for God to do powerful work in your life, through you and in you. You might lack a certain area of your life. You might be lacking in relationships and finances. But a, a heart of gratitude, God can use that to change your perspective and even change your circumstances. Because Thanksgiving is putting it into God's hands. It's acknowledging that it's all in his hands, and it brings us into the, God's presence. And that's actually my third point is Thanksgiving brings us into God's presence. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his presence with thanksgiving. When we have thanksgiving in our hearts, we enter his presence. And there are times when I haven't, I'm having a bad day, and, and really, like, there'll be like, you know, and I just feel like, you know, I just feel a little crappy. You know, I feel like, there's moments where I just pick a moment and I just be like, God, I thank you that you're you're with me even in the circumstances. I thank you that even though I suck right now, you're with me. And then in that moment, I feel like I feel the presence of God. And in that presence, in that moment of presence in God, I feel peace. Have you guys ever had that where you're just like overwhelmed? You're like ah, and then you're like, oh, thank you that, thank you that I'm not going to hell. <laughs> you know, like. Thank you that, like, you know, like, thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you're, you're good to me. And in those moments, we're able to find peace. In those moments, we're able to find victory. Because in, his, in, in Thanksgiving, we enter his presence. That's why Thanksgiving is so important for the people of God. It's the entry point into God's presence. Right? It's the key that opens the gates. You, know, you can be the best worship leader. You can play every instrument. You can have a voice. You know, who has a good voice? Like Michael Bublé? I don't know, right? You can, you can be like the best singer, play the best instrument, and you can know the Bible inside and out, but without a grateful heart, you're not going to find yourself in his presence. But even if you're in the worst situation, you can be an utter failure in the world. Everybody's like calling you a loser. I've had those moments, man. I'd be like, I come home and like, man, I'm such a loser, right? Right? You could be in the worst circumstances, but if you have a heart of thanksgiving because he 
is all you need. You enter into his presence, and in his presence, you have victory. In his presence, you're not, the circumstances around you start, stops to matter. His presence is all about praise, and true praise flows from thanksgiving. You can't praise God with grumbling in your heart. I've tried it before. I tried it before. You can't, it's, you can't do it, right? Have you ever tried to praise God, truly praise God with grumbling in your heart? Don't work, right? You're, like, you're just singing songs. You can have all the Hillsong albums memorized. If you have grumbling and complaining in your spirit, it's just like singing. Like last night, we did karaoke, right? It was fun, right? Everybody, it's a bunch of people singing songs, but that's what it was. It was just singing, right? And when you have grumbling in your heart, like no matter how well you praise, it stops being praise and it's just singing. What transforms our singing into praise and worship is a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving for a God who is truly everything to us. I've, I've, as a, even as a pastor, I've, I've had moments where I, I, I look like I'm praising, but I'm just singing. It's because there's something, there's something in my heart that's blocking it. Usually, like, I'm like, you know, I have some kind of grumbling towards Mina. I have some kind of grumbling towards, you know, like where we are. I'm in life. I have some kind of, like, you know, beef with God. You know, I feel like, God, you weren't here for me in this day. Whatever it is, I have some kind of grumbling. And I, I might look like I'm praising God, but it, what, all I'm doing is like I'm in a Norebang singing. You are worthy of it all. You know, I, this is all I'm doing, right? Because it, like our singing becomes praise when there's true gratitude in our hearts. That's where the praise and, and, and worship comes. It comes from a heart of gratitude. And so, you know, for many of us, it's, it, you, it, it, being thankful in circumstances that are difficult, being thankful in circumstances that are difficult, and, and it seems like, you know, like the world is against us, right? It seems like the, the opposite thing to do. But let me tell you, it's that point in your life where you can actually start to break into the power of God. Right? I want to challenge you guys. Like what, Next time that you guys are just like having a, like a crappy day, and you guys will, right? Life isn't perfect, right? Next time you're just having a bad day, just take a moment, right? Take a moment. Take a deep breath. Breathing is very important. And then you just, you can keep your eyes closed, open your eyes, but just connect with God and say, God, I thank you that even in this moment, in this situation, that you are with me, that you are for me, and that you're going to work all things out for your good. I thank you. And, and try to, and, and, and from that place, I guarantee you, worship's going to start to flow. And then your circumstances are going to start to look very different. That's, that's where we start to really develop our relationship with God. When we start to really walk with him, we can trust him in our steps. God, I could trust you in this direction that I'm going. Because even though it may seem like, you know, a bunch of thorns and a bunch of weeds and, you know, that road looks nice. It looks like it's paved with, like, cement and it looks nice. And, like, you know, but you're saying go this way. And, uh, then you could start to trust him because in that moment you're like, I thank you that you're with me. My next point, point number four, giving thanks empowers our prayers. Paul tells us the key to powerful prayer. He, he's literally sitting in prison as he writes this, right? The book of Philippians. He writes this book from, from when he's under house arrest. Right? He's, he's arrested. He ain't done nothing wrong, right? He ain't done nothing wrong. 
He's being persecuted. He's locked up. But he writes what is considered one of the happiest books in the Bible. Philippians, if you read it, you just smile, right? It's, they say it's the happiest book. The theme of it is joy and is written while he's sitting in prison. And he, he knows, like, his life is being poured out like a, like a, you know, like an offering unto the Lord. This is coming soon, right? And yet he writes one of the happiest books of the Bible. How is he able to do that? And he answers that in chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is how he did it right here. He's arrested. They're like, you're going to go on trial, and most likely you're going to die. He's like, all right, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, you know, make my, make my request known to God. And this peace that transcends all understanding is going to come upon me. And he's experiencing this as he writes this book. He's experiencing this as he's being persecuted. And yet, he's able to be joyous. Whenever we come to God in prayer and we have thanksgiving in our heart, it transforms our prayer life. That's when our prayers become powerful because it's coming from a transformation of our hearts. Thanksgiving changes our attitude, changes our perspective, and now prayer isn't just a means to get something from God. Right? But it's a means for to face God and acknowledge who He is. And it changes our prayer life. We no longer prayer, pray from a place of anxiety and fear, but from a place of peace, trust in His presence. We boldly approach his throne of grace because our thanksgiving flows from us truly understanding and embracing who he is you know I've, I've had those prayers in my life where i just pray out of anxiety god please help me help me god and when i was young it's because i did something wrong you know i'm like something's wrong and i'm about to get in big trouble i'm like oh, thank you help me lord help me jesus right we had those prayers of anxiety right but then you know when the the type of prayer that paul's talking about here is a prayer that you look at your circumstances, and your circumstances is dire. Your circumstances are not that great. Your circumstances could be better. But then you, you take your request, and then with thanksgiving, you couple it together. You give it to God. And then does God change the circumstances? Not necessarily. What does he do? He changes our hearts. He says there a peace of God, the peace of the Lord that transcends all understanding will come upon your heart. Now, when you have the peace of God in our hearts, Things start to look differently, right? You, 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 you know, like I remember, I've said this before, but like, you know, I used to be like kind of, you know, depressed and, oh, when will I get married? But then as soon as we, I started dating Mina and we got engaged, I'm not telling you, right? My perspective changed, right? The way I saw the world changed, right? Uh, the way I saw, like, the, the, the flowers smelled better and, like, Food tasted better, and like everything felt better. It was because, I, like, I was in this relationship with this woman, and she was gonna marry me. And like, all of a sudden, right, like everything about me, like, like you know, my attitude, everything changed. Well, the God of the universe is saying, "Hey, I'm in relationship with you. I'm with you, right? I, I'm for you." And I guarantee you, when you truly start to acknowledge and have thanksgiving in your heart, it's gonna start to transform the way you see, see things, the way you see. Like, you know, difficulties, like you getting let go from your job. You're going to be like, yeah, this, this, this could be better. Right? This, 
you know, this can actually, this sucks, right? But then you know what? I, like, like, I have this peace in me because I, I'm thankful that God is in with me and in me throughout this situation. And then it starts to change the way you look at things. God never said that he's going to take care of all of your problems. Right? He actually said that life is going to be difficult. There's going to be suffering. In the world, you shall have tribulation, right? right? God never said that everything was going to be rosy and golden and like, you know, like, Shrimp's going to come out from, like, fountains. I don't know. Like, it's, it's not like a life that he doesn't promise a life of comfort. He doesn't promise a life of, you know. But then what he does promise us is that he will be with us, that nothing can separate us from the love of God, right? And from that place, this true thanksgiving, and then we start to see things differently. We know who he is, what he is like, and we can't help but be thankful. And we approach him with confidence with boldness and it transforms our prayer life a lot of lot of times you know like we, we like what what the one thing that can really like make your prayer life powerful and you know you don't have to pray long some people think like well, i gotta pray for hours you know like i, I can't do that right? <laughs> right but like in my prayer time right right when i pray i pray and i like when i can truly have that heart of thanksgiving, I know that I've connected with God. A lot of times I don't have that. A lot of times I go in with a bunch of problems. Like, God, this is happening. God, she said this. God, like, you know, like, I don't feel this happening in my life. But then what can, you know, like, I can, I can take all of that. Those are all of my requests. But as long as I can get into a place where I have true thanksgiving in my heart, I know that I've connected with God. And it, it, it ignites our prayer life. And last, gratitude, ingratitude is dangerous. It points to our unbelief. It makes us self-focused. It pulls us away from God. And it leads us towards grumbling and complaining. And let me tell you, grumbling and complaining are not good things in the eyes of God. We see what happens to the Israelites. We, he wandered the wilderness for 40 years so that the older generation can die off. Why? Why did they have to die off? Because of their grumbling and complaining. It blocks the blessings of God. When we grumble, when we have complaints in our heart, right, right, it, it blocks the blessings of God. Because God wanted to bless them. God told them, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make this promise with you that I will bless you. right? And, and not only did he want to bless them, he was going to bless them. And as a matter of fact, God did bless them, but they just had to go on this detour. And why was this detour? Because of the older generation couldn't see God in the relationship that he wanted to have with them. And they ended up just focusing on themselves, their wants and their desires. You know, we want water, we want meat. We'd rather go back to Egypt. Did you see the size of those Canaanites, right? Did you see the size of those bricks or grasshoppers in their hands, right? And all of a sudden, their hearts, you know, melt and the unbelief causes them not to, to, to for, not forget, but they just start stop looking at all of the amazing things that God has done, and they just start to look at their needs and desires at that moment. And then it kept them from entering into the promised land. Not being thankful can be very dangerous. Not so much because God's going to punish you if you grumble, but because it changes our hearts and turns it away from the one from which all blessings flow. 
as soon as we start having a grumbling spirit, we're, it's not that God is turning from us. Right? God's sh- face shines on us, right? But then when we start to grumble, we start to turn away from God. Right? And we're like, you know, there's God looking at me, and I'm like, God, like, I don't have this. And I should have this by now. And God, why don't you give me a wife? Why don't you give me a husband? God, I need a, I need a raise. I need a higher paying job. I need, and all of a sudden, we find ourselves like looking at ourselves and looking at the world and looking at our situation, and we're no longer facing God. That's what happens when we grumble. It's not because God's going to smite us, right? I mean, he might. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. But then what it really comes down to is our position of our hearts. When we start to grumble, we're like turning away from God and we're looking at, focusing on other things like, you know what, I think this is going to make me happy, right? Right? I think this is going to make me happy. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Put one of these on your list? I think this, you know what, I, I'm going to get more of these. I think, I, I think if, I have, if I have two of these, I'm going to feel happy. I think if I have three of these, I'm going to feel happy. Right? And all of a sudden, we go down this, this path of just being like grumbling and like trying to figure things out for ourselves. And we find ourselves, and we're, it's in a dangerous position because we're no longer facing God. We're, we're facing ourselves. We're facing the world around us. We're facing and looking towards ourselves. And it can be very dangerous. Where am I? Okay. It it creates unbelief and it makes us self-focused and it pulls us away from God. It can be very dangerous. And it's not good for our health. It's not good for our emotional and spiritual health. Have you ever felt like grumbling in your heart? You don't feel good. And that, that feeling, it actually, like, like equates to like your body. It, it makes your body deteriorate. I mean, you see those people that are just constantly just grumbling and not in a good mood, right? I mean, you've seen some of those people yell at you on the subway. Have you ever seen those Ajashis yell at you because you're too loud in the subway? Have you looked at their faces? Right? It's just frozen in this constant. Uh, it's because the grumbling in their hearts is manifesting in their face, right? I've seen I've seen people and you look at them and it's like oh man they've had a hard life they've been grumbling for many years it just comes out in their face like when you have when, you know like it starts at a young age we can tell when I could tell as soon as I look at Ezra and he's he has grumbling in his heart it just shows on his face you can just tell and you can tell that 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 whatever is on his inside is manifesting on the outside. And let me tell you, it's not good for you. It's not good for your physical health, mental, emotional health. All suffer when we harbor this ingratitude, grumbling spirit in our hearts. But as his people, God shows us the power that can be released in and through us with gratitude. And we see it in the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus lived a life of thanksgiving. And we see it in his connection and his relationship with the Father. He says, everything that I do, I do nothing. Right? Everything I do, I do be, is from the Father. Right? Everything that I'm doing here on this earth is not about me. It's, it has everything to do with the Father. He lived a life of gratitude. And, and it was this constant connection and relationship and dependence on his heavenly Father. God's not sitting up in heaven wanting thank yous from us. right? And then when we don't, he's not like, 
you're welcome. You know, you know, some of those people, when you don't say thank you, and they're like, you're welcome, you know? <laughs> right? He's not up there, like, like waiting for us to thank him, and then, then, he, and then be like, okay, okay, I'm going to check you off the list. No. He wants us to live lives being completely dependent on him and his grace and his love, trusting him and walking out the thanksgiving that flows from a relationship with him. And, and that's how I, we have to see our thanksgiving. It's not about a thank you to God for this, but it's like, God, I'm connected with you. I'm in this relationship with you. You are my everything. And from that place, you know, flow out of my heart will flow praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Let's all pray. Let's all stand up. I'm going to close worship today. And we're going to close today uh, with Dr.